food laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the CEO Reader Podcast with your host, John Mayetta. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe. It's been a, a, a few days working on a, a project and unfortunately suffered a bit of the flu and sort of on the tag ends of that. I wanted to talk about Facebook. They've been in the paper along with Google this week with respect to uh, security breaches. And you know, this is the second version of this particular episode. I just trashed the original version. Um, I thought it may make sense originally to speak about both potential regulation to the social media companies in light of these data breaches over the past number of months, and also to speak about social media companies as from the perspective as a, of an investor. And I, I think it's, it's a little bit too much. I think they need to be two separate episodes. So I just want to speak briefly today about social media, Facebook in particular, as a platform through the eyes of if I put my institutional investor hat on. So I am less bullish on Facebook. If I'm a Facebook investor, which I'm, I'm, I'm not, but I would be in sort of a holding pattern at present. I'm less thrilled with Facebook and the large platform companies in general. You know, Google announced its uh, Google Plus platform had been hacked. Uh, they made that announcement this week. The hacking actually occurred in March. I think uh, users in general have become somewhat fatigued with social media platforms as it relates to users feeling comfortable that those social media platforms will secure their PII data. If you recall, PII data is a unique identifier about you. So your credit card number, your social security number, your birth date, this type of thing. And you know, if, if I'm a, a regular user, a casual user of, let's say, Facebook, and you know, periodically every several months I'm reading about a data breach, and the only reason I, I, I use the platform is to sort of stay in touch with, with relatives and this type of thing. So it's a, it's a, a, a tool that I use to facilitate communication, but it's certainly not mission critical. Then I'm, I'm, I'm less enamored with the, with the platform. So I think that inhibits user growth. I think that certainly hurts user engagement. Right, so it's not just about if you're an investor and you're thinking about your investment or potential investment uh, or a short position in in a social media platform. Uh, your decisions is largely a, a, affected by, and I apologize if I'm a little bit all over the place today. I'm still my head's a bit in a fog. But if you're contemplating an investment in one of these companies, your investment thesis is largely going to hinge upon user growth. And another measure that not not all social media companies disclose, but you know, I know from experience as a as an owner of a company that also values user growth, user engagement is equally important, if not more important. If users feel that your platform is mission critical, if it's an integral part of their day to day activity, whether it's uh, uh, discretionary recreational activity or if it's uh, a key part of their day to day workflow, engagement speaks volumes. So I, I think if users trust your ability to secure their personal data less if there's less fundamental trust on behalf of the user with respect to your platform they're not going to engage as much if they engage at all they're less likely to recommend that service to a a new user so i've got to believe that all the 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 noise around cambridge analytica subsequent security breaches uh this negatively negatively affects trust, which is going to be a bit of a wet blanket in terms of user engagement and user growth. That I can promise you. 
Okay, so with that as a backdrop, I don't believe that, that Facebook, and they're not the only ones, but I don't believe that Facebook is doing enough in terms of premium content, uh, in terms of original content to draw me into the platform. So if you recall, Netflix, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Snap more recently, they're all playing the original content game where they've become production companies. Facebook, the only news that, I, that I've seen recently is the, the deal they struck with the NFL to show, I believe it was red zone highlights. Okay, I need, to, I need to see more. I believe their original content budget for calendar 18 was a billion, whereas Netflix is it's 8 billion. So Netflix is outspending Facebook 8 to 1 in the content game. And again, the reason why I, I believe original content is, is important for the social media companies is because I believe the social media companies, phase one has largely run its course. Phase one was enabling, was, was facilitating communication between people. I believe that piece has run its course. I believe that that's old news and it's not terribly exciting to people now. They just sort of take it as, 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 as a given. And when you couple that with uh, a lack of data security, it makes people think, hey, maybe a, a phone call or a text is how, how I will engage with a relative uh, in this next moment rather than send them a, a message on, on Facebook. Maybe I'm suffering information overload and I, I want to eliminate one mode of, mode of communication. I'm going to eliminate Facebook, but I'm going to keep my phone, obviously. So it's this combination of a lack of uh, premium content to draw me into the platform coupled with my, my reduced trust level in terms of my trust in Facebook's ability to keep my PII data safe. This is why I'm incrementally more negative as an investor on Facebook. You need to give me something extra to draw me into the platform today. The communication piece isn't enough. You've heard me in the podcast previously talk about how much I was a fan of, of Instagram and still am. And how Instagram was a big reason I was not a fan of, of Snap's IPO because I believe Instagram, particularly the stories feature, basically obviated the need for Snap. Well, because Instagram is Facebook's crown jewel, you know, Zuckerberg has become incrementally more active in the day-to-day the -day operation at Instagram. And he wants to, to monetize that platform. This is a story that never ends well. When there's a, a, a social media platform or some type of a media platform, users engage with it. They enjoy it very much uh, because, because it's so popular. The, the, the company that owns that platform wants to, in turn... Uh, push harder in terms of driving advertising revenue. And as a result, you know, they, they jam ads into the platform. They negatively affect the user experience and it creates this vicious circle. Users as a result don't, don't want to, to participate in the platform as regularly. And, and so I can, I can almost promise you that's what's going to happen now with Instagram. And you're not going to see it in the next couple of months, but you'll see it, you know, a year and a half from now, two years from now, three years from now, we'll, we'll all wonder, you know, how come Instagram's lost a little bit of its mojo? How come it's not as fun to use as it once was? It seems like it's it's, it's overrun with ads. How come I'm, I'm constantly seeing premium content or content from quote-unquote influencers like uh, uh, LeBron James and others? All the things I liked about it have been pushed to the background. The things I ha really don't like about it, I'm seeing more and more of that stuff. I'm using it less and less, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm not using it anymore. That's what I, th I think that's a real risk. So now you have that, that very real risk to Facebook's crown jewel, and then you have the backdrop of the other stuff I just talked about a couple minutes ago. 
So that's why uh, if, if you were to look at Facebook through the eyes of an investor, you know, I'm sort of in a holding pattern with this thing. If I were an owner, there's a lot of moving parts right now that need to sort themselves out. And if I'm not an owner, I'm probably not, not taking a hard look at Facebook at the moment because they have all these issues that need to be sorted out. And I think on a separate podcast, we'll, we'll talk about the regulatory stuff because that's, that's a very real issue. And I'm not just talking about disclosure of breaches, but it's, 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 it's on the penalty side. Because I feel like the monetary penalties aren't enough. And I think the monetary penalties are potentially going to be become so regular that if you're an investor following the company, you're almost going to have to chalk up the monetary penalties associated with data breach fines as a cost of doing business. So, so if the company or some sell-side guy tells you to back that out, oh, it's a one-time expense, back it out of adjusted EBITDA, I think you'd be wise to, to leave it into your expense calculation because it's going to be a cost of doing business for a lot of these companies. And then beyond monetary fines, I'm not so sure that there shouldn't be some sort of a, an equity fine, an equity transfer from the company to, to we the people if these companies can't secure our PII data. But I'm not exactly clear on what the solutions are. I have a couple ideas. I want to spend some more time on that. That's all for now. See you next time.